the sixth chapter. John 6, hallelujah. Appreciate your prayers. Appreciate your faithfulness. I pray God bless you and help you this morning. John 6, hallelujah. Father, we love you. Help me pray, church. Lord, we love you. We know that we can't do anything without you, Lord. God, we need your anointing, your presence to help us preach your word. Lord, through your spirit, God. And God, that we would be hearers and doers of your word, Lord, that takes your spirit as well. Lord, thank you. Thank you for what we've already felt, what we've already heard, God. I pray, Lord, that you would just teach us today, lead us today. We love you. We praise you. We pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Amen. John 6, just one verse. Verse 63. Jesus speaking says, it is the spirit that quickeneth or makes you alive. The flesh profiteth little, profiteth nothing rather. The words that I speak unto you, listen, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. God bless you. You can be seated. I want to talk about that spirit this morning. And, uh. I might just take my time here today and get into some teaching mode. I want to be very, very uh, deliberate on the words that I, that I speak this morning. I thank God, can I say today for my brothers and sisters, thank God for some new friends today. God bless you for being in the house of the Lord. And I thank God for just, well, really to be able to come amongst people that, that are real. Yeah. Amen. This is not shallow. This is not one thing we put on and get excited and then go home and and uh, be everything but excited. But I thank God for the reality of the what God will do in your life. The scripture that I'm preaching to you today, so important for us to understand because there's a lot of people that uh, kind of like what Madeline did, a little bit of air quotes call themselves Christians, but there's problem because we can go through the motions of what we think it means to be a good person, what it means to be a Christian, a follower of Jesus, but what we see really an overarching theme of the Bible, we've got a whole Old Testament Full, I believe, 39 books of our Bible that really have the theme that you can be given commandments, but what you need is down in your spirit, in your heart, the real you. See, you know you can be in church looking like you're part of this and be a million miles away. The real you. The Word of God talks about somebody that might be with you and, and uh, seem like they're your friend but have evil intentions in their heart. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. We talk about our heart. We talk about the spirit of a man. It's a real you. Not who you portray yourself to be, but God is interested in the real you. Religion, if I can use that word, man-made religion is our best attempt to keep a law. It might not be sacrifices and clean and unclean meats and various washings, but it may be trying to love people, trying to be better. But the thing is that we need to see is the difference is not just calling yourself a Christian, Trying to be a follower of Jesus, but the spirit of God that would indwell us, amen, and make a difference in our hearts, in our lives, amen. Still a lot of people dragging around baggage from the past that they don't need to. Because when God forgives us and washes us with his blood, amen, fills us with his spirit, we, we don't have to be condemned anymore. 
Romans 8 verse 1. We're going to go to Romans 8 here in a little bit. Don't get ahead of me here. But uh, it begins about there's now therefore no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. Who walk after the spirit, not after the flesh. Not They're not after the law. So why is it? Think about this. I think a lot of people that I talk to, they, they don't get it. The religious leaders of that day. And all the people that they were leading, Jesus said the blind leaders of the blind lead them into the ditch. They both fall in a ditch. How far can you miss the mark? Where when Rome and their heathen idol worshiping, self loving, you know, royalty say, I see no fault in the man. And the religious leaders whip up a frenzy in the crowd. They crucify him. He deserves to die. So uh, how far can you miss the mark? Right. Right. Right? Here is every fulfillment of their scripture. Standing before them, loving, serving, healing, giving. Amen. And it is the religious establishment that says crucify him. It is the spirit. He said, my words are just kind of boom, boom, bouncing off of you. They're not penetrating beneath the surface into your spirit. Because my words are spirit. You're listening to them with carnal hearing. You're doing the best you can. Hey, I I try to be careful. I'm not trying to condemn anybody. People are doing the best they can. But with man, it is impossible. If the Bible scholars of Jesus' day said, hmm, we've searched the scriptures. There's Jesus. Let's kill him. That is our deduction. That is what we have figured out to be as righteous and as holy as we can be. We want Jesus to be murdered in the mo- executed in the most heinous, horrible way that you possibly can imagine. Make him a shame and make him a spectacle. That was their the outcome of their religious perspective. And Jesus was telling them, listen, it's a spirit that will make you alive. It's going to bring you back from the death of your, your sins. Going to, you're going to recognize that your life and even in your religious endeavors, you're just the walking dead. But there's something about when you're connected to the spark of the Holy Ghost that, that, that brings life down inside of you. This baptism of the Holy Ghost, and we're going to talk about it a little while. It's much more than just, just uh, coming and praying a frenzied prayer and, and, oh, I spoke in tongues. That's good and that's right and we will talk about that. We're not afraid of that. But we understand that there's so much more to it. That the life that, that will come to you, that, that doesn't happen outside with a religious experience. There's so much confusion. So much confusion amongst those that are trying to figure out the Bible. Listen, you, uh, you gotta remember, you say, well, you know what, I, I saw something, you know, I, I, I got a, I got a video that somebody sent me on, and, uh, you know, this person is a, is a Bible scholar and they, they, they know Greek. Come on. Hey, these guys, uh, yeah. they knew the original language. <laughs> they were talking it. Amen. Right. Amen. Yeah. These people have studied this and studied this. Crucify him right. is what they came up with. Right. Don't be surprised that someone who is not connected in spirit Misses the boat by a mile. Amen. It doesn't surprise me. You know, back in the word, we could go through it. We have so many times. I want to, uh, like I said, I'm going to take my time. I'm not going to get everything out today. You're welcome. I'm not going to try to. But, uh, you know, uh, hundreds of prophets some of these kings would have. Jehoshaphat said, hey, uh, before we go to battle, we need to hear a word from the Lord. Oh, I've got prophets. These guys are exciting, man. They're going to use uh, props and visual aids and oh, they'll, they'll, uh, and they always tell me what I like to hear. And, and Jehoshaphat said, 
I don't know something. I just don't have that witness in my spirit. I don't have, I don't feel that they are. They, they're saying all these things. They're saying what I see. That's the thing. So many Christians. Oh, I'm excited. Why? Because he said what I wanted to hear. God doesn't always do that. God didn't tell David, you know, uh, at first, you know, they said, go ahead and build a temple. And and then he said, came back and said, no, God said, don't. God said, wait, let Solomon do that. People are being deceived today. I'm going to talk about that a lot tonight, Lord willing. It's kind of a little bit of prophecy from the book of Revelation. But but people are being deceived because they're here. They're tapping in to what is their spirit, their will, what they want. Amen. But God will challenge you sometimes. God will will get you to an altar and say, hey, there needs to be some changes. Needs to be some things taken out of that closet like Brother Bob was talking about. Need to clean up what's down underneath and get down and perfect you. That's what he does. Spirit of God um, gets down and and, and people hear what they, they, they love to hear what they want to hear. And sadly, there's a lot of people uh, that will line their pockets, so to speak. They, they, they can, you can build a church. Uh, uh, it's just uh, and get excited about it. But listen, God will, God will sometimes challenge a preacher. Right. Amen. Yeah. God will challenge every one of us to and prick our hearts. Don't be surprised. Praise God when when people are failing you. It's it's just something that it's a spirit. The words that I speak unto you there, the flesh doesn't profit anything. The more you can dig in with your understanding, you're going to be you're you're going to be deceived. But we need the spirit of God. That's where the life comes from. First, Acts the second chapter. We've done some extensive studying on this. We're not going to cover every point. Please understand if you have questions about this, we want uh, to sit down with you and just uh, answer anything and everything that we can. But first things first. Bible says be filled with the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost was not poured out until the day of Pentecost, the way it is under the New Testament church. Jesus told his disciples Something that the thief on the cross didn't know. The thief on the cross did not know a resurrected Savior. Amen. The thief on the cross did not have a a three-day and three-night burial and a resurrection and an outpouring. But Jesus told his own disciples, hey, you're going to go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. But wait, before that happens, in ten days, he didn't tell him ten days, he just told him to go to Jerusalem and wait for the promise that you heard. John said it before I even moved on the scene. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. You don't go into all the world until that happens. That is the birth of the New Testament church. Let me say it again. You guys, don't you go wait for the promise. Then you're going to have what you need to have. Amen. And you can see how it changed them. It says in Acts, the second chapter, verse four, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. You'll see something so amazing. You'll see the disciples now transformed. Peter had a lot of good things going for him, but you know what? When it came down to it, he was still weak. Jesus said, your spirit's willing But your flesh is in control. But you'll be converted, and when that happens, you strengthen the brethren, he told him. Here's where it happens, where he's able now with boldness to stand up and say, Hey, guess what, guys? You crucified the Lord of glory. You need to repent of your sins. You need to be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of those sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He said, this promise is for you. It's for your children. It's to all that are afar off, as many as the Lord our God shall call. Be filled with the Spirit. If somebody told you that's not for today, they lied to you. Yeah, they did. That's not. The Bible doesn't say it's not for today. The Bible, we're going to read it here in a little bit, tells us how necessary it really is. If you're going to understand the spiritual aspect of what God is trying to tell you, you need to have him working on the inside of you. Amen. Acts 19, verse 5. 
Jesus meets believers, or no, Paul rather, I'm sorry. Paul meets believers on his journeys, disciples. The Bible calls them disciples, and he asks the question, have you received the Holy Ghost since you what? Believed, amen. You believe, I see that in you. You have a, have a faith, but have you received the baptism of the Holy Ghost? They said, they don't, we don't even really know anything about it. He goes and asks them, how were you baptized? They said, under John's baptism. Hey, let me talk to you about New Testament salvation. Let me tell you what you need, just what happened there on the day of Pentecost. He starts talking to them, preaching to them, teaching. Thank God for willingly teachable men and women. Amen. We don't need to debate. We're not here to argue. We just want to teach you. Jesus died for your sins. Jesus rose again. Amen. Follow him. Turn away from your sins and repentance. Amen. Turn to him and put your faith and your confidence in him. Bury that old life. Amen. And be filled with the spirit. Acts 19 verse 5 says, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of There's power in that name. There's authority in that name. The devil hates that name. You'll see it chapter through the cha- chapter by chapter. The, the religious leaders that they say, don't preach in that name. They were offended by the name. The Bible says they were all baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, I believe it still happens that way. Paul prays for them, lays hands on them. The Bible says the Holy Ghost came upon them and they spake with tongues and prophesied. The Spirit of God moved on them. Say, well, you know, I think maybe that's kind of for some. There's a a, a message in speaking in tongues that God gives to individuals that have that gift. But this initial baptism that God will fill you with the Holy Ghost, you'll see consistently. I remember talking to Brother Chris about it. he had some confusion after he was baptized and kind of got a hold of some teaching that maybe some do and some don't. And I said, I know you've been reading the book of Acts or listening to it on your phone all day long. I said, and I remember asking him, I said, how many speak in tongues in the book of Acts when they get the Holy Ghost? He goes, all of them. Didn't even skip me, all of them. I said, they're still doing it. You can have it too. Amen. Every single time. He said, the light just came on. He just said, all of them. I said, yeah, 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 you got it. God filled them with the Holy Ghost just like that. Amen. Acts 10, the house of Cornelius. Acts, the 10th chapter, there is a Gentile, a man who was not a born Jewish. He's a Roman centurion, but he is a devout man. We would say, you know, as far as a citizen, he's a good guy. I'm sure people would say, you know what, Cornelius, he does better than some of the folks that go to my church. <laughs> but, you know, Cornelius was praying one day and an angel appeared unto him. And the angel said, I'm going to send a man of God to you. Because God didn't call angels to preach the gospel. Amen. Amen. And God spoke also to Peter and said, there's a man over here praying. I want, I'm already dealing with him. Now I'm dealing with you. I love how God works on both ends. So God speaks to Peter and says, go talk to him. And God had to really work on him because it wasn't a common thing for a Jewish man to go into a Gentile household. God had to give him a vision and show him three times and said, don't call anything unclean that I have that I have cleansed. And so Peter goes to him, preaches to him and his household. Acts 10 verse 44 says, while Peter yet spake these words, listen, he's during the preaching. These people must have just had an experience where they, they're just hungry and, and settled in and, and everything they're hearing, they're putting their faith in, they're believing that. They're saying, okay, this is the way it's going to be. I've turned it from that old way. We're not going to do that anymore. We're going to follow this way. Amen? And they of the circumcision, the Jews, which believed, were astonished. As many as came with Peter, because on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, this is... Uh, To me, very important scripture, what they see here, because, again, there's a lot of confusion. People don't know their Bibles very well. 
I suppose they know their church traditions and, and what they've heard ever since they were little. But the Bible says while they were sitting there hearing the preaching, they, they received the Holy Ghost and people saw that they received the Holy Ghost. How did they do that? How did they know? Was there just all of a sudden this glow? Ding. Uh, I think I, that's it. I know. Was there something in their spirit? No, it tells us. And they of the circumcision, we saw in verse 45, saw that the was also poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost for or because they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. They got it. And he goes back, you know, the people in Jerusalem, you know, there was this council there and they got together and said, I think maybe Peter messed up. You know, this has always been kind of a Jewish thing, and we've always had this. We're the, we're the chosen people, and, and, and we stay separate because we can become ceremonially unclean. They were still figuring out the faith that, that took us out of the law and into the New Testament. So they called out Peter and said, you know, we don't uh, really generally do these things, and you need to answer for yourself. What are you doing in his house? We don't do that. And he said, how could we do anything but God spoke and he told the vision and he said, you know what? They got the Holy Ghost exactly the way we did. That's, right. That's how we know. Yeah. And they, they held their peace. They said, I guess God lets Gentiles get repentant and forgives their sins, too. Yeah. That was their their conclusion of the matter. I guess God's going to forgive them like he forgave us because they got it just the way we got it. I'm thankful I got it just the way they got it. I'm thankful you can get it just the way they got it. You don't have to doubt. You don't have to fear. And don't let any preacher say you don't get it that way because that's done. No, no, no. We can get it just like they got it on the day of Pentecost. Amen. And it makes the difference. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter then answered, Peter, can any man forbid water? Verse 47, that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. And they, he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. There's that name again. Prayed they him to tarry certain days. So this is so vital. I've seen so many times people, good meaning people, people that I believe really mean well. And, and listen, when I'm telling, talking about false doctrine and false teachings, I believe there are very sincere, honest people that God is leading and going to be leading out of false doctrine. We're not going to be judgmental. We're not going to be condemning. We, we love people and want to shine the light that people will see the Bible and say, that's what I want. I'm done with religion. I'm done with false tradition that denies the power of God. The Bible tells us very clearly a form of godliness. But denying the power from such, turn away. And I believe God's going to turn people away. Yes, sir. I want to turn to Romans, the eighth chapter. Turn to Romans, the eighth chapter. I had a chance to testify to someone in my family here recently. There was a lot of, a lot of hurt feelings, a lot of problems that they had in their heart and going back. Many, many years, a lot of confusion, a lot of kind of lashing out. I know you got family too, don't you? And I said, you know what? You've gone to church so many years and followed traditions. Let me tell you, I know because I had all that in me at one time. I know what it's like to have hurt and and deal with it with 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 real anger and hatred. I I know what that is. I know that's ugly, but that's just the truth of it. I know what it's like to feel hatred. I know what it's like to, to, to feel rage. I know what it's like to feel like you want to hurt somebody. I do. I said, I was all that, but not today. Today, God's made the difference. And it's because of his spirit that he put in me because it's not me. It's him. And now that I'm so different, so it's not me trying my best not to say something I'm going to resent, trying so hard not to get in the flesh and, and break somebody's. No, no, no. It's a new creature in Christ. Old things pass away. All things become new. Romans, the eighth chapter, verse four. I want to talk to those that 
that are filled with the Spirit. Listen, I want to remind you something. Romans 8, verse 4. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. See, thank God for that baptism where you were filled with the Spirit. But now we need to learn what it means to walk in the Spirit. We don't just have some good church and feel God and feel good and then go out and and just kind of let it behind us. We we got to walk in this. We got to know what that means. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Someone asked a question to me a while ago. Why is it that some people get to, to, to God and, and just continue to move forward? And why, and others, it seems like they take one step forward and two steps back continuously. Why is that? It's a walk of the spirit. It's more than just, see, you can do all this. You can come here, sing songs, pray prayers, even go through the lift up your hands and and those things and still be after the flesh. And I want to take this time and maybe, maybe even next week as well to talk about what it means to really walk in the spirit. They that are after the flesh do mind things of the flesh. Some of you are plugged in. Sister Daphne just overwhelmed in her testimony today of how God just uh, helped her and dealt with her. That's not so uncommon for her. Other people, you're just all worked up because somebody wore shoes that don't match their socks. (laughs) Thank God somebody heard. I helped somebody. You know... We get caught up in some things that really have nothing to do with what God is trying to do. Isn't that right? We, well, let's read the scripture. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things that are of the flesh. I'm telling you what we do here, whether it's the worship, the singing, the preaching, everything. If it's not in the spirit, if we're not all in the spirit, if we're not all plugged into what God is trying to do, we're going to be, talk about not being on the same page. We're not. You're in you're in a bookstore in another county somewhere. Amen. People say, well, I want to talk about this. If you're in the flesh, if you're looking for your will, your way, your understanding and not willing to just pray. There's been plenty of times who say we need to talk. Well, we need to pray first. Because without the spirit of God, well, let's look what it says. If you're in the flesh, you mind the things of the flesh. They that are of the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It is in mortal combat against what God is trying to do. It is directly opposed. Amen. I know, I know, I understand on our level, when we're looking at things just through our natural eyes, there are some people, they're, they're doing good. You know, they're, 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 maybe they're even doing better than they used to do. But if it's just, if it's not the spirit of God working in them and through them, it produces self-righteousness. It produces envy. It produces competition kind of attitude in the church. We compare ourselves to somebody else. I'm doing so much better than I was doing. Really? Yeah, really. Oh, absolutely. So much better than you know who. <laughs> See, that's not righteousness then. Right. We get to brag. Look at me and how good I am. Right. Mm, that's not the spirit. Right. And that is... Uh, that's what we God is opposed to. Look at verse 7. For the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Right. Why do people still miss it by a mile? Why are people, why do people get angry when you try to tell them, hey, let's look at what the Bible says about how, how to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's just, you love God. You love his word. Oh, yes, I do. Let's look at this and see. Like those in Acts 19, those disciples, those believers. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't try to. Somebody sent me some scriptures here a while ago. Well-meaning, great, great guy, a friend I knew from from back in high school, and uh, got in touch with me and reached out and 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 sent me some scriptures. And I I called him up and I said, Hey, I want to talk to you about some of those scriptures. Oh, that's all I said. I'd love to talk to you about. You're not going to shipwreck my faith, are you? 
No, no, we're not. I just want to say thank you. <laughs> Thanks for sending them. That's that's great. I knew we weren't uh, in the spirit. Don't be afraid to learn, to grow, to be challenged. It's all right. There's going to be some times when you're saying, man, I always looked at it this way, but but this is what the Bible says. You didn't lose. You won. You don't have anything to be ashamed of. You're learning. You're growing. So much pride is in churches. Say, look at this. Carnal mind is enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. So they that are in the flesh cannot please God. You can't please God. Because your flesh falls short of the glory of God. Your best, the Bible says, filthy rags. Verily man at his best state, the Bible says, is altogether vanity. Worthless. Of no value. Vanity. So your very best. I know how it feels. I'm doing my very best. That's not the gospel. It's never good enough. That's the first thing you said right all day. It's not good enough because that's not how we get to heaven our best. We get there by surrendering to the point where we we have crucified that old life and buried it. Amen. Buried it in baptism. And now he fills us with his new life. We got to learn how to walk in that. What does that mean? Well, let me just read verse nine first. You're not in the flesh. I remember I was inviting people to church in the community one time and a man came to the door. Religious man. He had tracks and flyers and and. Uh, and told me that uh, if you're not in the flesh, you can't please God. I didn't know it was the very next verse of the, ver- of the verse he quoted. But I said, we're not after- in the flesh. We're not following the flesh. We're in the spirit. Right. If I follow my will, my best, my way, I can't please God. I can't. You can't. That tells me, listen now, if we come into the house of God, and we're, we're going to start here, but this is all throughout our lives, And we are going through the motions just on the surface. And it's not the spirit of God in us praying in the Holy Ghost. That's what the man read this morning from Jude. Building yourselves up upon your most holy faith. Praying how in the Holy Ghost. Ephesians six talks about after the the armor, right? Talks about the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, Shield of faith, sword of the spirit, shoes, preparation of the gospel of peace, your loins girt about with truth. Amen. And then he goes on. Look what he says. And he says, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Ephesians six eighteen, in the spirit. I want to encourage somebody here today. You've got the Holy Ghost in you. Don't. Lock it out when you go into prayer mode. Let the Spirit of God work in you. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Spirit is what the Bible says. Amen. You can pray good. But without the Spirit, it's not pleasing God. Amen. When you plug in, like I told you, there might be some times I'm praying and interceding. I was like, God, save my kids. God, I can't stand it. Lord, I don't want to see them lost. And God's saying, hey, I hear that and I'm on it. But you know what you need to pray for? Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, guide me. Oh, God, don't interrupt me. I'm feeling this. (laughs) It's flesh. There's times I'm praying. I'm saying, Lord, this, this world is just... So lost and so dark. God, bind the powers of the enemy. There's times you're led to be warring against the spiritual darkness. And sometimes God says, I know, I know. But I want you to work in worship. And I'm going to bind those powers as you lift me up. Listen, you should be led by God. See, you let him into the conversation is what you're doing. This is not a soliloquy, a monologue. This is a dialogue. This is you're working together. Amen. And you let God lead and guide you in the spirit. And without it, praise God, we're missing it. Romans, the eighth chapter talks about praying in spirit with groanings, which cannot be uttered, making intercession because there's things we don't even know we ought to be praying about. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm not just going to make up a percentage. 
I want to say 99% of our problems. But it's carnality. Amen. I'm not saying everything we do is just doesn't need help. We need help. But when when flesh comes in and and begins to debate and argue and bicker rather than get in and 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 so often we're missing the point. Don't you know, you know, there's some times when folks need mercy. Amen. And somebody that is carnal. You know what the Bible says about judgment and sin and sin and, 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 and repentance. And you're right. It's in there. But if you get out of the flesh and get in the spirit, maybe you'd recognize that now's a time that God's trying to lead them to repentance through his goodness. It goes the other way, too. It really does. There's times people say, don't you know there's grace of God? Sometimes the fear of God is what's necessary. And if you come to church and have dry, routine prayers, what did Jesus say about worship? They that worship him must what? Worship him in spirit and in truth. In spirit. You can sing every song and say, oh, I, now listen, listen. You can get really close. Oh, I felt the spirit. There's more to it than just feeling it. Get in it. Amen. Get in it. Let it flow through you. Let worship become something that is a part of you. Well, I I sang those songs and I felt pretty good. Not all about feeling pretty good. Spirit of God wants to work through you, flow through you. Amen. Amen. What we do, I'm telling you, I'm I'm not here to preach a masterpiece. I'm not here to have something that people are going to talk about for years. I'm just trying to give something to feed you and help you forget one more step in the right direction. Amen. But sometimes people come, they want entertained. We have fun in church. I'm not against it. I'm not preaching something that that I'm not preaching. (laughs) we We have a good time. We get along. But listen to me. So often... People come in and they're such on a, on a, what I want, what I'm in the mood for, what I'm hungry for. Amen. And I'm not interested in any of that. I I really, I appreciate people being able to hear things online. We put things online, make it available. I know that some people listen to it for critical reasons. I know some people listen to it because they, they want to listen to it again and get more. I know some people can't get to a certain service and we're excited about that. But I know Sometimes it's easy to sit back and, and kind of, kind of uh, you know, write the review of, yeah, this, you know, it was a little salty for my taste. Right. You know, it seemed like parts of it were, were kind of losing me. But, you know, after all in all, it's, we're on a different level. All right. And that's why sometimes in the ministry and people that are plugged into to the vision, you have to just understand some people, they're, they're not in the spirit yet. They're not, they're not, they're not. On the level of recognizing, hey, it's not about all the things that you look for when you're going to be entertained in in your favorite show, your favorite band. You know, what really gets you going. You know, it's, 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 it's on a much deeper level. It's in the spirit. Look at this scripture in 2 Corinthians 5. What a, what a principle here that I don't know that I've ever heard anybody really over the years that I've listened to preaching and, and, and talked to people deal with. But look what he says. Paul, obviously it's God working through him. Second Corinthians 5.16 says, Wherefore, henceforth we know no man after the flesh. Yea, though we have known Christ after flesh, now henceforth we know him no more. I know we know no man after the flesh. Listen to what he's talking about. Our fellowship is more than just getting around on a surface level, trying to think about how you treat me, how you look at how you look today and how you did this and how you did that. There's a spiritual aspect. We get together in unity. Amen. Amen. That we're not here to be. Picking each other apart. We're, we're plugged into a deeper level. 
We're recognizing the devil fights my brothers and sisters. They need encouragement. They need help. I need them to be strong because I'm going to need them to lean on when I'm going. We, we're on a spirit, in a spiritual warfare. Amen. We look at each other. Not just on a, on a, like, like we're going to work and, and, and seeing all their flaws and their problems and the, the, the reasons we can feel better about ourselves because we see how messed up they are. Amen? We're not so easily offended when we come to church when we're in the Spirit. I'm not saying you haven't witnessed some bad things. I know you have. Sometimes, you know, there's problems that we have to deal with, certainly. But when you are walking in the Spirit, praise the Lord. You know, ah, you know what? I saw how they looked at me. You know, I, we kid about it. My wife and I were kidding about it just here uh, two or three days ago. Oh, you know what? Oh, I saw them. I, I, I really feel like there's problems there, and they're trying not to not to sneeze. Yeah. They looked like they were angry or something, you know. Or maybe they're being carnal. Maybe you're right. Doesn't mean you have to be. Right? right? Yeah. I know some of y'all say, you act like there's no... I'm not saying there's nobody that's come to church with a bad spirit or bad attitude. Just you don't have to be that one. Amen. People get tangled up and hurt and offended because they're not plugged into the, the spirit. You know, the Bible talks about even the word of God. Hear me now. The word of God is a sword. If you're careless with a sword, if you don't know how to use the business end of that thing, you're going to hurt somebody. Amen. But in the spirit, you can you can understand the Bible says the word, the letter of the law killeth. You can use the wording of the word of God to hurt, to destroy. That's what most folks do when they walk away from the house of God. Oh, you know what the Bible says. But they're not. What about the spirit of what we're trying to do with that? Amen. The devil used the word against Jesus. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) Starts quoting Psalm 91. You know, go ahead and jump off there. The angels, he's give the angels charge over thee. Let's thou dash thy foot against the stone. They'll bear thee up. Jesus comes back. It is written. You're missing the whole point of that. Here. So, listen, when, when we talk about the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and Lord willing, next week we want to talk about what it means to grieve the Spirit. Because we have the ability, just like a friend, the Spirit of God's not a force. Amen. And I can tell you right now, I'm not at all comfortable calling the Spirit a person. It's Spirit. Not the third person. Spirit of God. Holy. Amen. Living in you. Praise God. That might be for another time. But listen to me. Praise God. It's not just a force either. The Bible talks about the Antichrist in the book of Daniel, honoring the God of forces. God's not a fo- the, just a force. It's him. It's who he is with you. And you can make decisions. You say, well, he loves me. Yes, he does. But he's not going to walk in disagreement with you. You can grieve the spirit of God. You can hurt the spirit, the heart of the spirit of God. You're supposed to be his temple. If you bring things in that defile that temple, if you allow yourself to, to, to be a part of things that, that God's not, not happy about, you'll grieve his spirit. Amen. You can quench the spirit. Did you know that? The spirit of God can move and you can quench that spirit. You can blaspheme the spirit. These are all things in the Bible that we got to recognize. It's not just anything goes, I'm spirit filled. We got to be able to nurture and walk in the spirit. So, our prayers, our worship, whether you're on an instrument or just lifting up your hands, lifting up your voice to God, understand without the spirit of God, you're going to miss it. 
I tell you, the ones that get the most annoyed in the house of God, oh, there's somebody just loving God, just letting letting God be God. It doesn't matter how it sounds. It doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter if they're laughing or crying or, or, or in the spirit, whatever it is. They're just loving God. Oh, do you see what they're doing? Do you hear that? It just annoys me. You're down the road somewhere. You're not. You're in a, in a whole other book. You're not on the same page. They don't care. And you shouldn't either. Amen. When you're praying, when you're praising God, when you're loving God, when, when, when we're in the word of God, the spirit of God will talk to you. Amen. And we take this out the door and obey God and walk with him and let him lead us and guide us throughout the day. Just walking in the spirit, loving God and letting God guide us from the wrong and into his perfect will. I want to, I want to be in the spirit. I, I don't want to do any of this just with my carnal mind, my, my flesh, my, my natural understanding. I need God to be God. See, that's, that's why a lot of church people are getting sick of a lot of things that are going on in church because it's a lot of flesh. It's a lot of people. Some of them are trying to be good. Some of them mean well, but without his being in the spirit, they know it's it's just it's just a gathering. It's just a get together. It's just like a like a convention or a picnic or a concert. Or it, but when you get in the spirit, something exciting can happen. That's where the miracles happen. That's where the people get victory. That's where people get changed. Amen. We're not just dipping our feet in this and going and then going home and losing out. We're going to get into that next week, Lord willing. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Oh, thank you, Lord. I thank God for people that know what I'm talking about. But I, last night while we were in prayer meeting, God gave me this message and so much confirmed it throughout this service. It takes God's spirit for your prayers to say, well, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good. And I'm trying to do better. Romans 8 says, without the Spirit of God, you're none of His. It's not your goodness. It's not your efforts. You just need Him walking inside of you. You're His temple. You're His dwelling place. You're where He resides. Today, I want to tell you again, you can receive it just like they did on the day of Pentecost. You can have this this transformation in your life. Old things are going to pass away. All things are become new. I know the enemy tries to tell a lot of people, hey, you can just choose a religion that denies that power. You can just, you don't have to, you don't have to give them all of you. You can just try your best to do better. And listen, that's, Jesus paid the price so that his spirit could dwell in you. Jesus told them and in the book of John, he said, I go away to prepare a place for you that where I am there you may be also. Let not your heart be troubled. Don't let it be afraid. He said, my father's house are many mansions. If it were so, I would have told you. And he goes on and talks to them about the comforter. Jesus told them, I am with you. But I will be in you. His spirit. That spirit of life. That spirit of truth. Take away the old and put life in you. Bring you new life. Hallelujah. Oh, let's find a place to pray. Let's talk to God. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I praise you. Where he leads me, I will follow. Oh, yeah. Yes, so good. Where he leads me, I will follow. Where he leads me, I will I'm not just talking about going through the motions. Paul told Timothy to stir up that gift that's in you. Oh. 
about being filled with all the fullness. Filled with all the fullness of God. It's for you. It's for you. My will, my strength, it's weak. But be filled with the Spirit. Change your life, walk in it. When it gets difficult, when it gets tough, walk in the Spirit. Follow God. He's going to lead you. He's going to lead you when the pressure's on. Some of you, you know, it's easy just to kind of settle into a comfort zone. Your prayer, your praise, your testimony, just going through the motions. It's time to get reignited. It's time to walk in the Spirit. Let's all stand. Father, thank you again for your mercy, for your kindness. Thank you for this, the, the good fellowship we have today with your spirit, God. I'm asking you to help us. Lord, take it to heart. Lord, that's your spirit dwelled behind the veil in the old covenant. But Lord, that veil has been rent from top to bottom, Lord. Now, Lord, you have given us all. Hallelujah. Lord, that that it would dwell within us, that it would live in us. God, thank you for it. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. God, lead us. Lead us in your best. Bless each one, Lord God. I pray keep your hand on us as we travel. Keep us in safety and in good health, Lord. And we just give you every bit of the glory to you alone are worthy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you. I believe next Sunday is Mother's Day. God bless you on Mother's Day. Probably won't talk about grieving the spirit next week. Maybe we'll wait till the following week. God bless you.